Okay, so my sound is going to be really wonky-donk today because I'm away, but who am I kidding? My sound is always wonky-donk, so welcome to the Atusa Show. Hey, sometimes our fears are ones we aren't even aware of, right? So I wordle with a guy I'm dating at 9.45 every morning. We aren't physically together, but we do it simultaneously and then compare our journeys. Side note, you can learn a lot about someone by their wordle choices. I highly recommend it as a dating tool. (laughs) One day I had a meeting I couldn't reschedule at 9.45 and I wordle cheated on him and did it on my own. It did not go well. I started out with my usual word, death. I like to know where my A's, E's, and T's are at. But things just went south from there. Look for yourself. Even though I got the first letter right off the bat, once I realized the second letter was going to be another consonant, I kind of lost it. None of my subsequent choices even made any sense. I'm using letters I know aren't in there over and over again. (laughs) But putting aside the bad choices, my experience was so interesting. I was terrified. I couldn't have guessed how much comfort having a puzzle buddy had given me. After my incorrect guess of dingo, I was literally in fight or flight until the end. It felt like I was a non-swimmer dropped into the ocean desperately trying to stay on the surface, trying to stay alive. But dude, I was playing Wordle. Because I'm me, I had to discuss this with my beloved therapist, Joseph. Something happened when I was playing Wordle, and I think it was significant. Raise your hand if you're glad you're not my therapist. But joking aside, it was significant. What I tapped into with Wordle is one of the many things I was fleeing when I left 17 and my career. I have dyslexia. I can't read and process like you can. Yes, it gives me some superpowers. People are always really quick to say that about dyslexia, that so many famous and successful people are dyslexic and it's true there are things I can do that many people can't I have a daughter with dyslexia and she's a fucking unicorn this girl is ready to host the seven o'clock hour of the today show tomorrow and she's nine years old for fuck's sake it's truly wild But I don't want to just gear shift into what's amazing about this learning disability. Because today I'm sitting with what's hard. I can't easily process text that my 13-year-old daughter can. She's a brain, but still, she's 13. I won't bore you with the specifics, but I have issues with my working memory, my brain's ability to hold on to small bits of content while it retrieves other information. Going to that next level of complexity is very hard, sometimes impossible for me. This also impacts my processing speed. 
I read really slowly, unless it's super easy and doesn't require any working memory. Like, I'm the queen of the beach read. Where are my Emily Giffen fans? Anything else? Not so much. That's why I listen to a lot of talks, interviews, and podcasts. Much easier for me to retain information that way, because I often take notes. School was always hard for me, but like other dyslexics, I figured out my ways around the system. And once I became a fashion assistant, I kind of never had to read a complicated word again, so I was in the clear. Creating Cosmo Girl was a breeze. I've always been good at seeing what's on the horizon, and the prototype was essentially several tables of content uh, and lots of images and headlines I pulled together with ease. It was a glorified art project, very much within my wheelhouse. But then I was an editor-in-chief. To be honest, I don't want to get into how hard it was for me. I'm here in New Paltz for July 4th weekend typing while my oldest child is sleeping next to me. Just thinking about how I felt for so many years being slammed with so much copy, so many pages to read day in and day out. It's hard. I worked around the clock, literally around the clock. I worked from home half days so I could focus better, not because there was that much work to do, but because it was so hard for me to read all that fucking content. And it took so many rounds for me to get the pieces where I wanted them. The dyslexia didn't make me lower my expectations for what I wanted, but I just didn't have the skill set to get it there with ease the way a typical editor-in-chief would. Most top editors go up the ranks through the features departments. These are people who love words, people who are good with words, people who can read words. I, I don't know how to describe it to you other than to say it feels like I need to read the words before I understand what they mean. It's not always automatic, especially when the text is complex. People on my team will remember how many rounds we had to go through on each piece, how long our process was. I don't feel shame about it because I know I was doing the very best I could. And I brought other strengths to the table that contributed as much as my deficits slowed down our process. Like my disability also impacted the way we created magazines in a positive way. If words didn't have a stop sign quality to them, we wouldn't use them in headlines or cover lines. We created a design system to help with automaticity. We didn't use this word for it then, but that's what our brilliant designers did because I would say things about cover lines like it takes me too long to read it. I was so sure this was how everyone experienced the words. I kind of didn't realize that this was my learning disability back then, but I believe it made our beloved magazines easier to digest and our important content more accessible and user-friendly. But Wordle, Wordle. What I realized after the Wordle incident was that this intense fear of reading and more specifically processing is really holding me back in this next chapter of my career. Like, it's why I haven't written a book. A best-selling author I really respect called me the other day and literally the first words out of her mouth were, where the heck is your book? 
I walked away from my first book deal many years ago. And today I have a wonderful literary agent who also happens to be my good friend. Did I sign with her because I knew she wouldn't push me? Or did I sign with her because I knew she would? I honestly don't know. But I know she's got a sacred role in my healing. You've got a sacred role, my sister. I've had meetings with top publishers. But the truth is, I'm paralyzed. I'm just so afraid. But it's not only the fear that's holding me back. It's the actual inability to hold complex thoughts together in my writing. I just can't do it. I just can't do it. I'm bawling as I type. Just what I wanted to avoid this morning. For the first time in my life, I'm really sitting with why I've avoided my next step professionally. Why last year I tried so hard to turn this substack into a way of telling other women's stories and taking the spotlight off my own. Not just about the work. I would only get serious with guys who had a very particular form of intellect. From my husband to the bear. The bear. One of the biggest turn-ons about the bear was, I shit you not, his processing speed. It sounds so asinine, but it's true. I didn't think I could survive in the world without someone next to me that had this particular hyper ability. Even though this hyper ability, like other hyper abilities, came with other qualities that couldn't be less suited to me. But I digress. I digress. Listen, I can't tie this up in a neat bow. There is no big, beautiful finish where I announce, and now I have written my book proposal and it's being published by Simon & Schuster's Spring 2023. No, I cannot even write my book proposal. This column is about sitting with uncertainty, making space for vulnerability, This is about holding my younger self, who had to sit in class with classmates who seemed to get it when I never could, who had to fake confidence until it seemed so real that top colleges believed it, Hearst believed it, even I believed it, and to bow to the learned confidence that took me so far in life. Thank you, confidence. I'm going to sit with what's beneath you today. I need to hold what's beneath you. And that is uncertainty. That is fear. I have no idea what kind of future waits for a writer who is afraid of words. So today I'm resting in this space of I don't know. Not sure if you've ever been there yourself, but sending love and care your way, 24-7 as always, at atusa.com.